Ty. You're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. This afternoon I wanted to speak about accepting God's will, but God changed my title. And my title today is Separation or Participation. Tap someone and say separation, separation. or participation. Now turn to them and say, are you separate or are you participating? Get an answer from them. Get an answer. I'm sure they'll say, I'm separate. Okay, we know, we know. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, the New Living Translation. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Is this in the Bible or is it not in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Many people just say, mm, I'm not sure. It is in the Bible. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. All right, let's read it together and let's personalize it. Are we ready? Upstairs, are you ready? Upstairs. It kind of, it looks like you're detached upstairs. Are you ready? Some of you, you want to sit upstairs. We didn't tell you to sit upstairs. You just love to sit upstairs. But because you're sitting upstairs and you're sitting higher, you're supposed to get to God quicker than those who are downstairs. (laughs) So, are we ready? All right, ready, steady, go. I will not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but I will let God what transform me into a new person by changing the way. Amen. That's all. That's all. He says, Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Turn turn to someone and say, do not be conformed, but be transformed. Tap them again. Tap the one behind you. Say, conform or transform. No, talk to them. Say, conform or transform. Which one are you? It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's quickly go to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19, 9 to 13. New King James Version says, in this manner, therefore pray. Ready? Our Father, what? In heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, shout this loud, your will be done, where? On earth as it is in heaven. Father, as we come together for your word, we know that you're here already. Let lives be shaped, let dreams be fulfilled, let success be guaranteed that at the end of this service, we will not conform, but we'll be transformed. In Jesus' name we pray, 
Amen. I, I, I picked this up some time ago, two Wednesdays ago. I felt it's good for me to complete it on a Sunday like this because it is relevant. Separation or participation. Casual Christians are those who want to be numbered amongst the flock but could care less about following the shepherd. They're just casual Christians. They want to come in. They want to say, I'm in worship tabernacle, but really, they really don't care about following Christ. Their walk with God becomes flippant and relaxed. They're just like hibernating bears. They are comfortable, but do not want to be disturbed. They're okay coming to church. So far, you give them seven steps towards success, 14 steps towards getting out of depression, and nine steps towards how to make money. They're cool. But when you start to talk about subjects that inform, that need them to transform their lives or challenge their lives, they start to say, maybe this church is not really where I should be. Don't disturb me. I am comfortable right now. I'm, I'm, I'm where I should be. And and we use that same attitude to deal with the almighty God. God is looking at us and saying, this is not the kind of Christianity that I'm looking forward to. Many people are going by their personal desires and calling it God's will. They are actually praying their desire as God's will. So when they talk about God's will, they're actually praying their will as God's will. Since Cain in the Bible, in Genesis, first attempt to please God by offering his self-appointed sacrifice, since that time, men have been trying to come to God on their own terms. God is looking for Christians who will not shift their views amidst the cultural changing or, 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 or shift their views amidst the changing cultural ties. But God is looking for Christians who will courageously share and show their conviction through what we say and how we live, especially When those uh, convictions contradict the popular positions of the day. If you are going to accept God's will, you've got to, number one, clear out the house. Clear out the house if you want any miracle to occur in your life. You have got to learn to get rid of the achan in your life. Nothing works in your life when sin is enthroned. And many people come to church and we're expecting the standard of the word of God to come to our level. Put on your seatbelts. It's going to be a bit rough this afternoon. So what they want is they, 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 they want to lower the standard of God's word. Listen to me. No matter what happens... God's word is forever stable. Nothing is going to shift it. 
You may like him, you may not like him. He is omniscient, he is omnipotent. He is the king of kings and the lord of love. Crucify him, he's coming back up on the third day. God says, my word is forever what? Settled in the heaven. And then you who don't know about God now wants to say, God, you need to come down to my level. Those who tried it didn't succeed about it. Nothing you can do against the word of God. He was in the beginning. He will be in the end and anything in between will perish. He is God by himself. So when God says this is the standard of my word, this is the level of my word, do not conform but transform. He's asking you, I can be patient with you. I will take care of you. You are still my child, but I am not going to level my standards to your iniquity. I expect you to step up one time, step up the next year, step up the next year, step up, not twist the word to suit your purpose. Not twist the word. Many of us, we now find a word that can suit ourselves. God, the word says, the Bible says, woman, submit to your husband. He said something before that. He said, submit to one another. And then he gave you conditions in which you will submit. Meaning that you also being the head of the family must be able to submit to the priest of your life. Uh, God understands. The Bible says that even my sins are put into the sea of forgetfulness. That doesn't mean he's giving you the leeway to do whatever you want to do. And then we turn the word of grace upside down. Grace is there to empower you. Not grace is there to allow you to do whatever you want to do. God won't bring his word down to our level. God will not allow his words to be manipulated. So if we're ever going to accept the word of God, accept God's will for our life, we've got to be able to clear out the house. Did you realize that Jesus had to come and accept God's will for his life, not God changing his mind? But I thought you said this was the will of God. Yeah, but I prayed the following day. God says, I've changed my mind. No, 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 no. God is forever. His word is settled in the heaven. The second thing, which is where my main message comes from today, is that if we're going to accept God's will, we've got to consecrate our lives. Many people have gone home right now. Because that word consecration is an abomination in many churches. Uh, let me repeat myself. God says that you need to what? Consecrate your life. Turn to someone and say, What? They didn't speak to you. If I said, turn to them, say, this time tomorrow, money will come. You will hear the word. Turn to them, look them in there, say, yo, 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 tap them, say, yo, 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 bro, bro, sis, consecrate what? Your life. Your life. Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, the new international version says, Joshua told the people, says, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. He didn't say God will do amazing things for you first and then think about if you need to consecrate your life. No, there has to be a consecration before there is a blessing. And listen to me, no matter the amount of physical exertion you put yourself through in the name of fasting, <laughs> it takes consecration. 
not tearful and mournful or mournful prayers or prolonged fast to be anointed. Until you are standing on the right platform, you will not be empowered. You can go somewhere, but you may be in the wrong, on the wrong platform. How many of you have said this in the first service, so I confessed my sins. How many of you were late to a place and you just ran up the stairs, you saw the train, you just dashed into the train, you understand, and then you got there and then you were saying, oh, which way is this train going? I've done it before. Just ran up the station. Ooh, it was the Piccadilly line. Bam! As I saw it, so we about to close. I just ran into it. I could see some people shake their head like smart boy. Problem is when I went into went into it, the door closed. And when it closed, I just like, where is it going? Do you know I started speaking in tongues that God let it go in the direction I'm going. Hey, listen, your tongues ain't gonna work because the standard of the underground says I'm going in one direction. You're not that important to change a whole system. My tongues was useless. I was like, why am I speaking in tongues? Number one, the lateness is, has nothing to do with God. It had to do with my stupidity. That's the first thing. And so I sat there and said, okay, God, mercy. And then, you know, when you just hear on the tunnel, oh, your next stop is, and it was in the opposite direction. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay, okay, we'll wait. It now happened to be that day, it was hot. It was in summer. And someone just decided to just jump in front of the train. So I was on the wrong train, on the wrong platform, going in the wrong direction at the wrong time. So I sat in that train or stood, you know, because I thought it was one stop, then you can change. I stood there for a long time. I don't know. You, sh- you don't want to know how I felt. And then when he eventually got to this place where I had to get off and then go onto the right platform, I tried to encourage myself that all things work together for good. You are late and stupid. That's all. Simple. I accepted it. But the truth of the matter is you can stand in church, play in church, but if you're not on the platform of holiness and righteousness, you are going nowhere. And there, there was silence in church. God wants people who are consecrated. You must have, you must have, you must have. When I repeat myself like that, there's something coming. You must have a desire as a young person for holiness rather than for happiness. Sometimes we get confused by thinking that God's primary goal is to make us happy. God's goal is to make us holy and acceptable in his presence. Not to make you happy. God's heart's desire is to have those who would long after and love the giver instead of the gift. God wants people who will love him, not what he can do. Come on. Many people come to church and they stay in church as long as God gives them what they want. 
Some of us walked into church because we believed, ah, go to worship tabernacle. There's a lot of uh, single people there. Single, mingle, and get married. And I see people who have come. And they've told me that. But then they didn't find. And then they didn't stay. Because they're looking for what God can give them than looking for the heart of God. And no matter what happens, they would find complaints against the church because their heart was in it for what they want and not what they also can give and contribute. And here you have someone who walked into church and says, what can I do? The first day she started serving was the first day someone walked in and was the first day that person spoke to her and was the first person she went out with and it was the first day we had a wedding for her. You see, everything works together for good because the heart was different. And God is not foolish. He knows when you're in it for what you want. How many people do you want to keep going out with when you know that all they're in it is what they want to get from you? It can be tiring, it can be laborious, and it can be heartbreaking. And God is calling us right now that he wants people who have a heart to follow him. So when we talk about consecration, what really does consecration mean? Number one, consecration means separation. Separation. He separates us from and for himself to give him glory. God separates us from something. I, 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 I took them out of darkness into. God didn't tell you or you didn't become a Christian just to be a Christian. You are separated from the world for a purpose. Oh, yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17, the Amplified. He says, so come out from amongst unbelievers. Let's read it together. Shout it loud. So I should, let's go. So I should come out from amongst unbelievers. He says, and separate. What's that word in comma? What's that word in? Suffer. Totally disgage. Disintegrate. Take a knife and cut it. Yourself from them, says the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing. Then I will receive you kindly and treat you with favor. God says you should separate. How is it that you're a Christian and there's no difference between you and the unbeliever? How is it when they open your Instagram why is it that there's no difference between your Instagram and the unbeliever? Are you hearing me upstairs? No difference. You are an influencer. But what you have on your Instagram is actually helping the devil propagate his mission. How? Thank you, my dear. I missed you in the first service. Uh, how is it? No, 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 no. Tell me, tell me, tell me. You said you are a Christian and your Facebook hey, and your Instagram what else? Snappy. Uh, Twitter, thank you, darling. You're, you're sending out a venom. You are a 
killer of righteousness. Talk to me someone. Why is your dressing exactly the same thing as what God took you out from? You wear your 20 pounds, 15 pounds dress making something cheap look good but devilish. You think we don't know where the price comes from? Don't don't fool yourself, man. Nothing for Christ. Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm. Stay, stay in one place. Calm. Why? I, I, I have no idea. God says, "I'm taking you from, but for His glory." Meaning, what I used to do in the world, I can't do now. Because God has taken me from. And if you still like what you were doing before, you are telling Christ that he's not enough for you. You're not going to sell anything that God has not rubber stamped. He can allow you to continue to do what you're doing. If you're a Christian and you don't enjoy your Christianity and you think the world is having fun, then you're on the wrong track. Because God didn't call us to happiness. He called us to holiness and when he called us to holiness he says but I will give you favor as you start to follow me but if you ever compare yourself to the world then you're not my child and then I will leave you to do what you want to do because I will give you over to a reprobate mind what, what, what's the difference what's the difference in you how you date someone Gruff. what's the difference in how you date someone and how you date where you're a Christian You're using your instrument as a weapon of destruction. What you used to do in the world. And you dare bring your sorry self into church. And say to yourself, I'm a child of God. Breaking hearts, destroying lives. And there's no change in your attitude towards God. You're all over the place. you, 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 You have no focus. Oh, you're showing off six pack, seven pack, ten pack. You understand? You know, it's going to pack up very soon. Because God is not pleased with all this. Come on. You want bow talk, mommy talk, bird talk, whatever talk, back talk, front talk, everything talk. Because you're not satisfied with what God has said. I didn't say you cannot help yourself, but at one point in time, you're supposed to look in the mirror and say, I'm a chosen generation. You don't say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully waved. You've got to say to I love the Lord the way he has created me and I just need to just do some embellishment to make it look better. But everything is just like the world. Copy the world. Stalk like the world. Sing like the world. Tell you, give me a song. Give me, give, 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 no, 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 no. Give, give, give me, give me a song. Eh, 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 eh. My mind went blank. Give me an Afro beat. Ah! Boom! Mind, don't go blank on that. Mind is active. Your mind doesn't go blank on that one. Because there is nobody that sits down with God. There's no separation from the, from the world. Let me, let me say this to you. There will always be a contention for the one thing God tells you not to touch. 
The enemy will always try to get you to do the one thing God tells you not to do. Consecration means separation. You know you don't have a problem when you take that 100 pounds and get into the salon and add your hair extension, do your nails, do a chemical pill. You know, there ain't no problem when you drop that 100 pounds and you leave that place and you're like, hey, hey, you're feeling good. But just put that money in an envelope as tight, then there's a fight. You know, yesterday there wasn't a problem when you went to the bar and you blew 60 pounds and they had to carry you home. There was no problem when you were spending the money. But there's always a problem when you put that money in an envelope and say, God, I need to give it to you. You, you know, there was not a problem when you left the dance floor yesterday night at 2 a.m. You were the last on the dance floor. They had to even switch off the lights. You dance and you go home. You use Panadol, Paracetamol. You use a concussion of, 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 of a cocktail. You, there, there was no problem when everybody looked at you and they surrounded you and you shaked the unshakable. There was no problem there. Yeah, this is a church. If you've come here for the very first time, this is what you will hear. Uh, if you want to hear, uh, God will bless you. Hear you. The Baptist church, uh, this, is how, this place, I will tell you what you do. There was no problem. But there was a problem when they said, let's go to church. Oh, this is my rest day. You see, that one thing, one day, that God says, give it to me. That's the contention. Because you're not separated. The thing I'm trying to beg you or bring to you, God, admonish you, beat you, don't, I don't care, pick which one you want, is there must be a clear difference between how you live your life as a Christian and how you live your life as an unbeliever. Living a life of holiness does not necessarily mean living a life that is free of sin. Living a life of do's or don'ts. It means living a life that is separated, set apart. It means we are not like ordinary people. We are special people. It's not do's and don'ts. I grew up in a church where your holiness depends on what, what you wear. You have to wear a scarf. You can't come to church with your hair exposed. And not even weak or uh, attachment. No. No earrings. They know that you can't wear earrings. Earrings is from the devil. It will make you sin. Lipstick. Ah. Today I'm seeing red, blue, purple, gray. I'm seeing different hairstyles. Are you alright? No, this is where we grew up. My dad's church. You can't wear no earrings. And when you dress, everything must be covered. All the way down here. And then, in the first service where the man was here, we went to the same church. Uh, uh, men will sit on this side. Women will sit on this side. So that iniquity does not abound. <laughs> Even if you're married, sit on the men's side and sit on the woman's side. The, the problem was, God is still cleansing me 
of the atrocities and iniquities that I got, got up to in that separation. Oh, 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 oh. When I told my dad a glimpse of it, he said, I need to go back and change this. Because it wasn't working. While they are prophesying, we are changing notes. We are meeting in the unmeetables. Doing the undoables in a short matter of time and we're back in church. The separation meant nothing. It even made us full-blooded boys to... With all, I'm telling you, no hearing, scarf on, it made no difference. I've got tunnel vision, I've got x-ray, I can see beyond all that. <laughs> Do you know when God tried to change my life? When there were no do's or don'ts. It's a heart. Let me say this, I said this in the first service. I said, listen to me, listen to me. Jesus was an embodiment of holiness. Clearly, when you see Jesus, you will see Jesus as the son of God, as an embodiment of holiness. But listen to me. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, and he had told God, I'm not going to do it. To the outside world, he will still look holy, but to God, he is unholy. Because it's not what you portray on the outside but how you obey the will of God and separate it to him on the inside. However, before you start jumping up and down, the inside must be able to reflect on the outside. How I dress comes from the inside. How I speak to you comes from the inside. From me obeying the will of God and when I'm about to slap you, God says, let it go, kiss her, kiss him. Hug him. Give to him. It's God that I stand in front of in the morning as a lady. You stand in front of God as you're about to go to church and something says change. It's the inside that first manifests itself. Not the outside. When you're about to post that foolishness on, 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 on Instagram, it's the inside that says to you, don't do that. Because you can be doing something right but never be submitted to God's will. So holiness is not about do's or don'ts. It is about how our life is submitted. How I am different from the world. My true identity is how God sees me. Not how people see me. That's why I will never be intimidated by anyone but only God. Consecration is first. Separation. Number two. Consecration is transformation. Tap someone again and say transform. I'm not conformed. The word transformation means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, a change. And that's the reason why I need to say this to all of us in church. We are all going through transformation. It is not your business to correct someone else. Except God lays it on your heart and you do it with love. Don't think that I'm at a place of, yeah, I knew it. I never used to do it. You grew up in your father's and they beat you blue and black. You have to go to church every single time. So you know what to do. Well, you know, but some of us, we came from the streets or we ran back to the streets. Either way, 
Are you following what I'm saying? And God takes time in transforming them. But listen to me. The word consecration means separation. If you're not different from the world, then you haven't separated yourself. But the word consecration also means transformation. So I am separated and then transformed. When you look at the word metamorphosis, metamorphosis is, 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 is used for the change of a lava into a butterfly. There's something known as complete metamorphosis. And there are four stages in the life of a butterfly. There is the lava stage. There is the... No, there's the egg stage. There's the lava stage. There's the pooper stage. And there's the adult stage. Get your biology right. Now, there are two stages in the life of a butterfly. I call it eating. I call it eating. And I call it protecting or covering. The eating stage is this. When a butterfly reaches the adult stage, he starts to reproduce. When he produces the egg, listen to me carefully. Check it out. I did microbiology for my first degree. And I never used it. However, I'm using it today on Sunday. When you, and in microbiology, you have to do something called zoology and botany. Botany, yes. <laughs> you were there too. You did the wrong course too. <laughs> so in zoology, they teach us that when the caterpillar lays the egg, they must lay the egg on a particular kind of leaf and not any leaf. Because when they lay their eggs on that leaf, that is the only place they can eat the right food. Not everywhere you can eat from. Not everywhere you're designed to eat from. Because if you eat from a wrong place, you will never develop. When when the egg is laid on the right leaf, the, the, the caterpillar, at that point they call them caterpillar throughout, starts to eat and he has only one thing to do in his entire life, is to just eat. 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 I hope you're not hungry. Eat. 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 Some people are thinking, ha ha ha, pastor, come on, quickly, round this up. Round this up because I need to eat. You know, for some of you, you have to just eat. I eat. And the caterpillar starts eating. When the caterpillar starts eating, it transforms or it moves from the egg to the larva stage. The larva stage is actually when you call it the caterpillar. And at that point in stage, the next thing the caterpillar or the, or, or, or the egg or the larva is supposed to do is eat again. You've got to be eating the right food because in the eating comes the developing. Uh, so thank you, you got it. The ones upstairs are still thinking, what is he saying? When you start to eat, when the caterpillar starts to eat, the caterpillar starts to form limbs, forms wings, forms legs in the way the food provides the nourishment. Because if you eat the wrong food, you become disformed. If you eat the right food, you become informed. And so the caterpillar has to eat.
eat the right food and not look at what other people are doing but just keep eating and while other people are playing you got to be eating because if you are playing you will get into deformity but he just kept eating and he will keep eating and when he keeps eating things started to get formed but there's another thing that happens is that he moves from that into what is called the pooper stage and in the pooper stage he has one thing to do what eat but in the pooper stage there is the eating but there is also the covering now listen to what happens when they're in the pooper stage the caterpillar is hit you don't see the caterpillar all you see is the covering it's the exoskeleton body the caterpillar is not in the on the outside the caterpillar is on the inside what you're seeing is something he's soon going to shed <laughs> but if there is no covering then something else will come and eat what's supposed to cover them put up my slide if you can because many people don't realize that many people think it comes to this stage no while he is eating, you will find out that he starts shedding the skin. Starts shedding. And if it is in real life that you saw this, you will see that it starts shaking. It starts shaking. You know why? Because as he's eating, limbs are being formed. He's too big for where he is at the moment. He's too big for what he's doing at the moment. He's no more comfortable eating and drinking with those who are in the world. Something is changing on the inside of him and he's saying, I cannot keep wearing this skin anymore. I got to get out. I got to move out. I got to step into my own. Abraham, I got to call you to another place. For the land where you are is not the land where I'm taking you to. And many of us miss this part because you know what we're doing instead of staying in the place where he can transform us we are out in the place playing the games of the world so I may not have money as you have I may not have a car that you drive I may not have the clothes that you have I may not wear the shoes that you're wearing because in this moment God is working on me oh what happened to you we used to hear you do this a concert here and a concert there and sing here what has happened to you they don't realize that sometimes God says come back I need to shed some things because I'm going to the next level and the only thing is that many of you may need to shut things down that has not, that's not making you grow. Because where you're eating from is killing you. We're eating from friends. We're eating from Instagram. I'm not against Instagram. I use Instagram. But we're eating against Facebook. We're eating from Facebook. We're eating from our parents. We're eating from our mom. We're eating from our friends. And the jealousy of how they're moving and you're standing still is killing you and making you deformed. I 
that God is saying, you're not marking time. I'm just developing something on the inside of you. I'm going to make sure that you have enough legs that can run and outrun those who have gone before you. I'm creating so much limbs and so much arms that when you fly, you will not believe that you can fly. You will know that you can fly. And there's a difference. And God is saying, I got to cover you in this cocoon. Till I finished my transform, trans- transformation. So you say, oh God, look at me. Talikwa. She's now engaged. Talikwa may be engaged to the devil. And God is saying, I haven't finished with you yet. You may have to tell your friends, I can't travel to Barbados anymore. I can't go to... Abitha, now you've opened another can of worms. What on earth are you doing? What? Oh, Tyler, I was about to close this up. What on earth are you doing in Abitha? You got the name? I got the idea. And you still are not a representative of Christ. He said, did anyone come to you while you were on the, on the beach? And say to you, you look different. What do you do? And then you shout to share the gospel. No, because you're shaking what you shouldn't shake. You're exposing what you shouldn't expose. You're just like them. You're drinking. In fact, the unbelievers are carrying you to the house. Nobody has the right to abuse anyone. But I'm asking you not to put yourself in that position when you have Christ on the inside of you. What were you doing? There's, and you're going there because God is telling you, stay here till I transform you. Because sooner or later, when you become the butterfly, Ibiza is small to where I want to take you to. You think that cheap hotel where you fall of you have to stay in one room? <laughs> when there is that transformation inside that butterfly, when they when that crystallized whole body part of the caterpillar is undergoing transformation. It is called metamorphosis because the beautiful parts that make up the butterfly will start to emerge. Tissues, limbs, organs of a caterpillar have all been changed by the time the pupa is finished and is now ready to go into the final part of its development. God wants us transformed with a complete transformation, not half. So, after all this shout and scream, what do I need to say to you? Let me beg you, don't follow other people. Your time may not be their time. Your time, maybe you might have to hide away. Your time, maybe you have to still stay in that job. Oh, but God, I'm wasting time here. God is saying, no, I am forming greatness on the inside of you. When I was about to the history of worship tabernacle I've shared with you before where I've said this before when I was where the, the church I was in before when they sent me packing if I had started a church 
immediately after I left that church, which they said I would, this is not the kind of church I would have had. I would have had a practically basic cultural church where the toilet will smell. Because the church where I was going, there was no cognizance to excellence. When you walk into our toilet right now, if you haven't spoiled it, but when you walk into our toilet right now, you can have a conversation. You can have a conversation. I see guys washing their hands and talking and having because of the ambience, because of the excellence, if you haven't spoiled it. Uh, 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 uh. But where I was coming from initially, you don't, maybe they left it like that so you don't gossip. Because by the time you come out of that toilet, you will be smelling as the toilet. The only thing cognizance was paid to was like the sanctuary. Even that itself was just something that everybody can come to. God now took me. He says, no, it's not time. I'm like, God, if I don't start now, this is the opportunity to be able to get people who love me to follow me. God said, no, I want to put you in a cocoon. He sent me to the next church. The next church, they told me to start membership class. 14 weeks. Me. What they were teaching, I was looking at the guy teaching one day. I said, do you really know what you're saying? God said, humble yourself. Humble yourself. So I will go every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. And Sunday. For foundation class. 14 weeks. This is an associate pastor. Kill your pride. And I went through it. And then suddenly, I started to find out that, ha, this is really not the church I was coming from. Because if you don't clear out the house, there can, no be, no, there can be no consecration. And I started to observe some new things. I started to observe excellence. There are things I needed to ignore. But God was shaping me in those different areas for what I want. I started to understand what is called multicultural. Not put it on the, on the flyer, but live it. I fought in the initial stages of worship. This is not a Ghanaian church. Or a Nigerian church. It is not. This is a church where everyone is comfortable and inclusive. You behave. You don't speak your ethnic language in this place. Get outside into your car. God help you there. He taught me excellence. If you're going to buy things, buy it one time. But don't give me anything cheap. When we're building this place, it was with excellence. Expensive. Some of my friends said, this is stupid. The chairs you're sitting down. It's first class. Do you see it in on EasyJet? That's why you doze off in church. It was excellence. Do you see it on British Airways? Do you see it on King Give Me Other Ones so that they don't sue me? Oh, I'm talking about airlines. God, God said to me, whenever you buy, make sure it's right. So when we were, eh? Avik, yes, Avik, Avik, Avik. <laughs> you don't see that. God said, whatever you buy, make it to my glory. When people were contributing for the chairs, God said, make sure you buy the chairs. Don't give them plastic chairs when they bought a chair that is comfortable. Excellence. 
But I learned that in the last church I was. How to serve without asking for anything. All of that, I was in a cocoon. That's why you asked me the question the other day. Because I went to other, I've been to other churches to preach where they're celebrating 30 years, celebrating 25 years, celebrating 20 years, celebrating all that. All of my other colleagues are older than me in ministry. The the youngest of them is nine years ahead of me in ministry. But it was a cocoon. Nobody's seeing you. You're David in the backside of the desert. They may not applaud you right now, but stay in the desert. Because when they are going to anoint someone, even if you're in the desert, they will call you when you have spent time with God. They call David. Say, bring that. We are not going to sit down until David came. When David came, they anointed David. But the anointing doesn't mean start now. It still means come back and let me finish the work. After the separation, then comes the transformation. Be ye transformed, I'm not conformed. And then you now enter into the butterfly stage, which is the beautification. Consecration means what? Beautification. What some of you think consecration is not. The next stage of the butterfly is that reproductive stage. This is when we see the beauty of the butterfly. We see the colors. We see the wings. We see how lovely the butterfly is. And many people don't reach that stage because they want to do what the world wants to do. And God says, I will beautify you. I will beautify you. Nothing beautifies like holiness. Nothing prospers like purity. Nothing causes to flourish by homies like holiness. The righteous, Psalm 92, 12, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Let me close by saying, look at Esther. Esther beautified herself. Esther said, listen to what Esther said. Esther said to, to, to the man, he said, he said, what would the king love? Twelve months, they were separated. Did you see that? Esther, Esther, wake up, wake up quickly. I'm, I'm going to close. Esther, they brought women in and they separated them because the king wanted to choose another wife. They separated them from amongst everybody else for 12 months. Are you understand? And then, oh Jesus. Then after the separation, for 12 months, they were in the process of transformation so that there would be beautification. Girls are looking at me. I know I had only one. Did you wake up this morning and came to church the way you woke up? I'm sure you must have shouted at your wife, like, let's go. Because you just cannot imagine how you woke up 6.30 in the morning and was supposed to leave at 8.30 and still by 6.30 you see, you see, you see, you see, you see they, they, they're in the process of transformation. But listen, and when they get home, they take everything off. I don't know why it is for church and not for us. I have no idea. Uh, 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 we'll talk about that in the next Mary seminar. But listen what happened. Esther, she was separated And then she went through months of transformation. But at the time that
that she was going before the king. She said, what should I wear or look like before the king? Because it is not the Brazilian hair. Because the king has seen a lot of Brazilian, Peruvian, and African hair. <laughs> British and English. The one that is dyed white, the extension, the full. He's seen all that. It is not the tummy talk, the high talk. No, no, no talk. Because the king has seen different shapes and sizes. What does the king really love? Because the king may just love someone who is plain. No makeup. What does the king want? Because when the king loves, when I give the king what he loves, then he will beautify me in front of the people. And so Esther walks in before the king after asking the eunuch exactly what the king wants. The king sent his scepter and said, all the other people have been wasting my money on. Let them go. And made Esther the queen. Not because she was the most beautiful but she knew what the king wanted. God will only beautify your life. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm over time. God will only beautify your life when you do what the king wants. The world will take you up and drop you. God will take you up and keep you there. There has to be a stage in our lives where we get to that point where we say, God, it is you. Psalm 45, 11 to 12 says, so the king will greatly desire your beauty because he is your Lord. Worship him. And the daughters of Ty will come with a gift. The rich among the people will seek your favor. Let me say this and close and say to you, when you spend time in the separation and time in the transformation, you will, God will take you to the butterfly that flows with its beautification. But the amount of time that Joseph, who did not sleep with the woman, who decided to separate himself for holiness and not happiness, and was thrown into prison, the amount of time he spent in the prison was infinitesimally small to the amount of time he spent on the throne. He spent 115 years as king and prime minister over Israel and only 18 to 19 years, or over Egypt, and only 18 to 19 years through the trouble. David spent 40 or something years, 30 years in, 40 years or something like that, as king over Israel and only 15, 17 years in the backside of the desert. And Esther was never taken away as queen. The amount of time you will lose, you will spend in your beautification will be more than your transformation. Did you get anything from it? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.